Hello. Um, we are going to read from Matthew chapter 25, um, verses 1 to 13. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout, look, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, no. There will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake. Therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, Father, thank you for a new day. Thank you for just the beauty of your presence amongst us. We just pray that you would increase and magnify your presence, even as we turn to your word now. And Lord, we just say with all our hearts, we love you. We want to know you more. We want to be with you more. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We love you, Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, Amen. Question. It's a question. If you've, it's a question I wouldn't often ask, because if you think about the church as a bride, it's a horrible thing to bitch about a bride, isn't it? But here's the question: What do you think the problem is with the Western church? Think about it. For 2,000 years, Jesus has entrusted the kingdom to people who believed him and followed him. And here we are in the 21st century, and all the stats tell us that as a nation, we're getting less Christian, more secular, church is declining, etc., etc. So, what's the problem? Let's have a bit of audience participation because we, we all think about this stuff don't we we do and it's a question you know that certainly social media thrashes us a lot for <laughs> um, parent of child number 6807 
There you are. Well done, parent of child number 6807. <laughs> See, we just believe, we believe in family and personal connection and, you know, just quality relation. You're known in this church. <laughs> okay, let's have a bit of input. What's the problem? We're not glorifying Jesus. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, someone a bit further back. Unbelief, yeah. Our lives are too easy. Yeah, that's right. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, okay, you've had your turn now. now play nicely, okay? We go over to this section and we will come to you. Remember the last of first in the kingdom. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, you, you lot haven't got anything. Okay. <laughs> Pardon? Human leadership rather than Holy Spirit leadership. Division. Yeah. Yeah. Say that again. Focus on ourselves. Yeah, self centeredness. Yeah. Yeah. Distracted and busy. Yeah. Ricardo? Pardon? Apathy. Apathy, yeah, wow. Okay, you're on fire now, this section. <laughs> not, not seen as relevant, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, that relevant thing, I'm just not sure if everybody thought we were relevant, um, that would all make sense. We kind of need them to capture Jesus and the power of the gospel, but to be, it to be presented in a way that people can understand, maybe. Um, so that's good, yeah. Let's move to the South Isle. You've waited so patiently. Yep, Maggie, and then our favourite French lady. Yep, Maggie, you first. Thinking we've got lots of time. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, bonjour. Yeah, adopted the spirit of this world. Too distracted, busy. Yep, Michael. Afraid to offend. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. So listen, we don't really need more sermons, do we? Because we all kind of know this stuff. The gap is taking what we know and living it out, isn't it? You know, this, this passage here touches on pretty much everything that we've all just described. The context of this parable is Jesus talking about the end when he returns. And we've been thinking in recent weeks about when he does return, for those who are invited and who are prepared, there's a wonderful celebration, a welcome to a wedding banquet where the roar goes up and we're united with Jesus physically, materially, forever and ever and ever here and we rule and reign with him on the earth. The Father's best idea was to give his son the most wonderful gift, and that's the church. And yet here we are, as we've just described. All these things making us sick. And the context of this is, everybody's kind of wondering, if you told us when you were going to come, it would make it way easier so that we could be prepared. And in Matthew 24, yeah, because then we could do what we like and then just before the moment, get ourselves sorted out. But Jesus says in Matthew 24, 36, about the day 
his return, an hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. So the Father has not disclosed this to the second person of the Trinity, Jesus, nor the Spirit, nor the angels, only the Father knows. Not even YouTube knows. <laughs> only the Father knows when the end's going to come. So if you skip forward in chapter 24, verse 44 says, Therefore you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. If we live like Jesus might return at 1 p.m. or tomorrow, that would change everything, wouldn't it? I remember about 10 years ago, I had a broken relationship in my wider family, which I'd lived with for too many years. And you know, I was, you know how you pray, Lord, please deal with them. Please sort them out, Lord. The wrong sort of prayers. Lord, convict them. (laughs) Um, And then I began to pray, Lord, I need your help with this. And one one time in the middle of the night, he said to me, clear as a bell, if I came back right now, how would you bring that relationship before me? I was just like, ah. And I was convicted and had to repent and take a lead on putting things right. Because I can't bear to see Jesus and have his look of sorrow at what I've done with the inheritance he shared with me. So if we lived like he's about to come, that would change everything. Then we get to Matthew 25. And he says, when he comes, this is what it's going to be like. Then the kingdom of heaven, verse 1, will be like this. And the drama of this passage, we just need a bit of help understanding why, why it's like this. A couple of keys. The first is, 2,000 years ago, this would have been really relevant, to pick up that word. Uh, to them, because 2,000 years ago, the bridegroom was always the focus of, a, focus of a wedding rather than the bride. So we all say, here comes the bride. You know, we're all excited to see how lovely her dress is. But 2,000 years ago, the bridegroom was the focus. This is really helpful for us, because whilst we care about the church, there's a much greater focus, and that's who the church will be wedded to, which is our bridegroom. Secondly, how weddings would happen is they'd be a whole community affair and everybody would be invited. But what would happen is the bridegroom would leave his home. He would go and collect his bride, perhaps from somewhere else in the community or a neighboring village or a neighboring town. And then it would take him several days, sometimes longer than a week, to get back to his home with his bride. Because, once collecting her, he would make sure that everybody knew what was going on. And with pride in the best sense, 
he would go around every street, every house, and say, hey, we're having a party. Come, come, come. Let's go. It's game on. And he would put on display the radiance of his bride in preparation for the, for the banquet. So those who were invited to gather at his home 